Damn guys, welcome to Book Club Member Comics. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with Aubrey Loveless. And I'm Hi, I'm Hope Larson, and I'm Rebecca Mock. Yay! Yay! <laughs> we did it. Awesome. <laughs> oh, we're so excited to be joined by you today um, to talk about Salt Magic. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Yes, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you. Yeah, our Let's pleasure. Let's pretend like we haven't already been talking for a couple minutes, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> We've been covering the book on our podcast. We've had some great discussions about it with one of our co-hosts, Mark Tweedow. And I do want to say, like, as we get into this episode, we're going to spoil the book. I think that at this point... Well, if you're listening to an interview with the creators of a book and you haven't read the book, this is your fault. Right, it's your fault. Exactly. For... So... Or it's your mission now. Pause and go read the book. Yeah, go read the book. Go read it. It's amazing. It's so good. Exactly. It's going to take so... you about an hour tops. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. you can do that and just come on back. Exactly. <laughs> so go read the book. Um, check out our episodes discussion on episode 30 and 31 of our show. Enjoy your favorite jams, whatever those are. And then you can come back to this interview I also want to thank our co-host, Mark Tweedell, for joining us on those episodes. And it was actually his recommendation um, for us to read this book. So um, that's one thing that's really cool about having all these different co-hosts and influences is people turn us on to things that maybe we wouldn't have read before. Well, that's so, a book club, John. Yeah, that's friendship. It, exactly. So I really want to thank Mark for helping us out with that. Yeah, thank you so much, Mark. Excellent. Yes. Yes. And uh, we also had some listener feedback regarding this episode. Listener feedback that's our feedback thing that's right get out trades and floppies get out hardback copies digital is fine read along in time get we heard from hayden or hayden or book club members yes hayden said the ending really got me i wasn't expecting such a heartstring tugger I'm currently in a weird spot in my personal life where I am feel like I'm losing years in a waste, and the ending sincerely resonated with me. I think a lot of people are going through that also, yeah. and so yeah. same. Also me yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that makes me so happy. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm so glad Mark came on and picked this book and that you guys covered it, or I never would have experienced this story. On for something a bit less sad-ish, uh, we were talking about our favorite candy preferences. He said that he loves uh, gummy candy. Bears, worms, any other animal, all fruity beasts you've got, I'll eat. When it comes to chocolate, I'm usually a caramel-filled mm. type of guy, but nothing, and I mean nothing, beats a Reese's pumpkin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those are pretty good. He says uh, holiday Ooh. shapes are always fresher. I didn't, I guess, yeah, they are, right? I never thought about that. Yeah. That's, that's genius. <laughs> he says also Halloween theme is literally the best. Uh, I will eat almost any candy if it's Halloweenified. I hate peeps, for instance, but... You better believe I'll buy some jack-o'-lantern colored or Frankenstein-shaped peeps if I see them. <laughs> that was pretty good. What about you guys? This was something that we talked about on the show. Any preference on uh, candy candy preferences? You know, thinking of Dee and the Sugar Witch and all the stuff that she would be tempting you with on the table? Um, I would say I'm a real sucker for like a chocolate-covered marshmallow situation. Um, those Russell Stover eggs are uh, around oh, Easter yeah. are so good. And then um, uh, there are these gummy watermelon slices that are Haribo. Yes. Okay. Have you had those? 
They yeah. are addictive. I do like I those. feel like everyone's got like a gummy thing. Yes. A specific gummy <laughs> thing. Like for us, it's those little root beer things. The, the, the sour oh, ones. Those are yeah. Good. yeah, those are really good. So everyone's got their own. Oh, I love a sour gummy. Yes. Everyone's got their own specific like type of gummy that they'll. Yeah. And like a specific type of chocolate that they'll go for. And mm-hmm. I, it's always like a separate. It's either like, you know, because people typically talk about they'll have like a gummy and a chocolate that they talk right. about. Because exactly. they're two separate. categories of candies i think that's so interesting (laughs) that that's almost across the board when you ask people their favorite candies like well if we're talking chocolate but if not you have to put that in its own tier yes (laughs) exactly what about you rebecca oh i i love a licorice um uh, okay oh what was and taffy so as far as gummies it has to be a taffy gummy Oh, okay. nice. For me to yeah. in love. Nice. Very John cool. likes a licorice. You like a licorice? I really do. Yeah, I, and I like it's not something licorice. it's not something that I thought I would like, but I've been drinking a lot of licorice tea. Yeah. And um I Oh, really interesting. Like that. He's yeah. into it. Is that like just like an anise tea? Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's like a it's like a black licorice root and like a anise in there oh, sometimes. Right, yeah. Yeah. Is, is it a anise or is it anise? Is, is I it say anise? It wrong, probably. I don't I'm know. Probably it wrong. Oh, because of the e. I say anise. Oh, it might be Ennis. Maybe it's Ennis. Okay. It's funny because we have a whole section of our podcast that we it's call pronunciation corner. pronunciation corner because we're constantly pronouncing. <laughs> but that's something things cool wrong. about language that we love. It's it's always evolving in different uh, areas of the world say things differently. So it's yeah. I think it's fine. To and then either yeah, way, you know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, I Communication even, uh, is the key. I even go to the extent to go to like pronunciation dot uh, com to like learn the actual pronunciation, and then I still got the pronunciation wrong for von Seal and seer okay did I still, you say it wrong the entire episode i i think i did wonderful yes love I that think everybody anyway. has their own way of pronouncing both of those things can we hear we it yeah. from, from y'all yeah. would you like to pronounce those things yeah hope could you could you put the canon straight i would say von seal is how von seal is how i imagine it being pronounced and then um okay. i've been saying seer but Okay. Okay. I could be wrong Perfect. on that. Like it's it's I a think word. I said so. Sarah in my head the whole time I was drawing it. Sure. And I d- I hadn't heard you say it out loud until until we did promo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Well, there. Uh, the only reason I was thinking that too was there's a there's an actual French city called that, and I think that is the pronunciation is Sarah. I don't know. So anyway, oh, I, don't I actually know. didn't know that either. That's the kind of stuff that I look up we, <laughs> so, yeah. for no reason. So anyway. We also heard from one of our listeners, Ander Uto. Ander Uto. Book club member. Yes. He said, this is not a book I would normally have picked up immediately. After reading it, I love it. I definitely made the connection to Miyazaki's work. It's not the same, but it has hints of similarities. Little flavors. Yeah. It deals with big topics that sneak up on you. I like that description of how they like big topics that sneak up on you. Um, It's wrapped up in this fantastical child's view coming of age story. I think that's kind of what Hayden was alluding to, to uh, within, and well, I think we'll come back and talk about the ending, but it is like framed as this, um, you know, I, I think you've said in a previous interview, middle-aged book, but it's middle grade, a middle yeah. grade book, but it's, it, it is really a middle-aged book in disguise. <laughs> and I think like yes. a lot of us are, are feeling that as we're reading this. It, yeah. it feels like yeah. everyone that we've uh, heard from about this book or talked about this book it's it's really tapped into some very primal feelings for them. It's almost as though we get to process our trauma through this book in such a in such a pleasant way. Like you don't always get to experience that. You don't always get such a wholesome healing journey. And um, 
that's really unique and it's really special. And I think that oh, a lot you. of us have felt that and we really appreciate y'all for building such a strong world, such a, it's, 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 what is the word I'm looking for, John? I'm going to guess cathartic. It is cathartic, but it's such a, it's such a strong, intense, it's so rich. Oh, it's thank so you. rich. And yeah. you've, it's from, yeah. yeah, thank you so much. There's no detail that you guys left out. It's so complete. And I think that's the reason that, that foundation is there for people to to really get involved and go on that journey as a you know and you can really everyone is getting something out of it and it's not necessarily the same thing and right. that's to me is yeah lots of different interpretations yeah it's such an it's it's such a strong indication of the quality of the work that y'all have done and i think i mean obviously we've gotten already just a bunch of people writing in to say the same thing with different yeah, words but i yeah. just i want to reiterate like yeah i agree and like the last sentence of this is beautiful i'll absolutely be on the lookout for these creators other works yes which, exactly. yeah yeah it's a strong team yeah and i did want to talk i did want to kind of come back to that because um like you mentioned danielle there is a lot of like i feel like there was a lot of world building in this yeah um in terms of like it made me wonder are there other witches? You know, what is... Uh, yes, is, yes like, these are good questions. The, yes. the, the, the different types of magics, you know, you think about Dee's uh, library and all the different books in there. It just made me think of, like, more that could be in this world. I guess, like, and obviously all the characters that are in the party, right? Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? There's I wanna... so much room. <laughs> There's so much room for, like, OCs, and you could see, like, a middle schooler coming up with their own character Absolutely. that would be in this universe. Yeah. And oh, yes. I dream of this. Which witch are you? Yes, yes. Which, which are you? How fun is that? And you could come up with like a different type of yeah. magic in there. Like there's salt, there's sugar, what else? Like yeah. I can just see there being like a bread witch or something. I was wondering. Oh my gosh, <laughs> like a fungus witch. Sure, yeah. Yeah, like the yeast witch or the The paprika witch. Yeah, the mushroom <laughs> witch. So even if it wasn't with Von Seal, would there, I mean, have you thought about coming back to this world in some shape or form? It's so funny because like this, somebody else, I think your friend, Rebecca, who interviewed us, um, brought up this, Ethan, thank you, brought up the possibility of there being other witches in this world when he interviewed us. And I had just not thought about it at all. At wow. all until that point, I I um had kind of I guess a myopic view of this because I was really just thinking of the sugar and the salt witch and and uh, as like feel. two sides of the coin. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Which is beautiful, and this is a complete story. I mean, that would be fine on its own. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but then like it just hadn't occurred to me at all that there could be all these other different witches, and it's like, well. Of course, it's obvious now. <laughs> yeah, it's like a DC Universe thing where like, okay, yes, there's a there's your two main supers, but then of course there's just got to be a plethora of other side characters that are out there somewhere in a world that exists with superpowers. Oh, I love yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I I love the idea too that the the fans just kind of take off with their own ideas Absolutely. with this, you know. And yeah. this I mean, is this is yeah, the type of you story build a, where it, it it does build a very rich so world. There's so much you know? there. I mean, yeah. what about the little mushroom? dude what's his story what's his deal yeah. what about <laughs> little i love that you were finding guys. little details to pick out yeah <laughs> like all the little guests at the party they have their own little lives and their own little world you all probably. picked something different oh yeah <laughs> well i guess let's talk about that i did want to talk about those amazing party scenes now hope i was wondering for you like 
do you have input on that? Are you like, hey, can you make a guy that's just a giant clam head? Or <laughs> is it just like, uh, is it just like, go nuts, just go loose, nuts and yeah. just let's just see what comes out of your head? I mean, uh, it, what kind of direction is in the script open. on that? Rebecca, do you remember what the, I feel like that panel or the, the description for that spread was probably like a couple of sentences tops. It was. Yeah, there were there were keywords. There was also the the dialogue itself, which is they came out of the water. They came out of the desert. They came out of the walls or the pictures, et cetera, so uh, on. So like yeah. that also was a, a starting point for me. So you kind and of trusted there, your and also, artist to go off with yeah. that. Yeah. It, w- it was a lot of development first before I drew the page. So Hope saw the sketches that I was doing. I was like trying to come up with characters to put in the background and stuff. And, uh, you know, and she saw every phase of the drawing process. So it just sort of built on itself. Yeah. Like you, you mentioned the ric- the richness of the book. And I think probably a lot of that has to do with the fact that we worked on it for like five years. Oh, and so yeah. it really, it and had a long starts. time to marinate. Yeah. And like we were sort of off and on just because of we sold the book to one publisher and then our editor mm. moved to a different house. We had to move the book and that sort of like yeah. slowed the whole process down. Yeah, but a in pause. a way it, it's, it was frustrating, but in a way it's good because you, you can just sort of like sit on things and mull them over right. and, and just sit with them. Yeah. It was like marinating for a while. A lot yeah. of the, okay. a lot of the little details, which again, I love that, you talked about going back and rereading it because a lot of those details are going to be things you don't notice that right. are like yeah. allusions to other parts of the story that you don't know are coming. Um, little Easter eggs all over the book. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it was because of like, you know, we were going through each process, getting to the end and coming back to the beginning and changing little things. Mm-hmm. That's delightful though. I mean, that's, that's, we appreciate your dedication to yeah. getting it right and really committing to, that process because you know while it did take a while it seems like like you said you got to go back and re and look at everything and and uh add little things here and there yeah. and that's i mean it's, it's all the easter eggs that's what we live for yeah, yeah but, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but hope do you do you have a favorite um in those party scenes do you have some that you really enjoy or of the little characters yeah the little guys i love the little bunnies oh okay oh yeah i love the bunnies so much the whole yeah. party scene where they're just they're all sticking together throughout the night in the third party it seems like she sticks with them and i love that uh-huh. uh I noticed that detail and you make I, a group of friends and you're just the whole yeah. night is before you know it, you've been spending the whole night with these people and, and it's super cute. One of my favorite panels is kind of as the party's winding down, she's, they're all sitting on the floor together. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. And I get that. Like when they're you've been out. at a party all night, you've been there for hours and people are winding down, but you're still having fun. You're still hanging out. And it's like, I was wondering if there was any significance to that, but it was, was it just like, these are my favorite and let her party with them all night. I think that was Rebecca. Okay. The bunnies? Are we talking about the bunnies? Yeah, the bunnies. Talking yeah. about the bunnies. Yeah. Oh, crap. I was going to say, I thought that was in the script. Some of it. She, oh, but, wow. but there's like a story where like she found like a little, she did. She found like a family of bunnies and then she plays with the kids. And then at the end, you wrote into the panel at the end of the party, they say goodbye and their parents take them away. I oh. do not remember this at all. <laughs> this is amazing. I'm loving That's this. That's one thing this I can incredible. remember. <laughs> You're uh, both like, I thought you, but I thought that was you. That's so cute. It is kind of like that, though. We're like, there are details that you would think like, oh, this is a visual decision. But Hope has written it into the script. And so I'm just following her lead. Because yeah, she's also an artist. Like she's thinking about right, that. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, there's other things that are, were left very open. And Hope 
gave me a lot of trust. <laughs> I just went for it. Right. Well, we've worked together. This is our, our third book working our together. Third. So we had like a, a good foundation. That's probably really valuable. Yes. Yeah. In, in a previous sure. interview, Hope, you mentioned that you thought that um you felt like you guys had grown, you know, together as artists over the, the three books. Um, can you speak yeah. a little bit more to that, I guess, in, in terms of your collaboration? Um, and, and I guess, uh, Rebecca, I'd also like to hear from you on the, on the same topic. When we started working together, Rebecca, had, you, you hadn't really done a lot of comics, right? I had done short comics only, never any yeah. graphic novels. Yeah, so you felt like a little baby artist in a way. Um, I was I was fresh. Time. <laughs> oh, okay. Like very talented. For the first book, I felt like we were sort of getting you onboarded and how to make an entire graphic novel. Yes, that was the secondary sort of like plot was that Hope was telling me how to do like set up pages and right, right. How, wow. how how you might thumbnail this and that kind of thing. And then intense crash course. That's that's amazing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. But it's a lot no matter what it's just it's just a lot but yeah it's valuable though to have an artist who's writing and like you have the same almost a similar visual language that you can that you can put into your scripts that would be so valuable for an artist to be able to work with I mean that's got to be really useful yeah it was um I think that it, it really makes a difference um just in the way Hope lays out the script she's got a lot of visual plots that she's pulling through the pages uh that are important to get right um, and she knows how to answer questions or she knows how to um, offer an opinion when I'm not sure which way to go, you know? That's fantastic. It's good to have that kind of communication, yeah. I'm sure, between a creative team. I've worked with non-artist writers before and it can be challenging, mostly because <laughs> um, if you don't draw, then you don't really have a sense of what will fit on a page. And I still mm-hmm. like tend to overstuff things even as an artist, you know, and it's, I think it's just helpful to know that the script is not infallible when you sit down to draw and things have to change and shift around. And I notice it all the time with my own scripts that I'm drawing. Like you, you have it, you sit down, you're like, Oh, this seems like it's working. And then it just doesn't work when you sit down to draw it and you have to move things around be open to an interpretation that you hadn't maybe thought of but then to go oh that is great yeah. i love that actually is yeah. that's got to be part of that you know that's a set of skills to be able to collaborate with somebody on yeah what, i think it's so. like your ideas but then like seeing them through another person's eyes that's got to be very interesting well that's like the magic for me i love that yeah. part i i always <laughs> i feel like things just come back a million times better than i ever could have imagined them and that's like the the real joy of working with Rebecca. Aww. That's awesome. Nice. I, I, I yeah, Hope is always about... very excited. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's that's a great thing of working with her. The enthusiasm comes across, yeah, I comes think, through. in the book. Yeah. I was reading about a Dropbox that you guys like would put images in and collaborate and kind of like, uh, yeah. I guess, over the probably over the, the, the years that you guys were putting it together. And then you Need mentioned uh, Dropbox. Yeah. And so you mentioned that you went back later and you were really surprised by some of the early things that were in there. Or I was wondering if you could speak to any of that since we've already kind of read the book and all of that. So what some of those early ideas were. I'm, I'm not really sure what this would be referring to. Do you have any idea? 
I can guess. Um, yeah, the Dropbox thing was a system. That's one of the things that Hope had a system for sharing all of her visual ideas with me from mm -hmm. her script from the first book we did together. And so it was, it's a Dropbox folder. Um, and some things are sorted by category and some are by chapter. So it, even when the chapter or when the script was just an outline, sort of things were sorted by chapter. Um, and then there are specific reference points that she might note in the script and also just sort of general color. Um, and then I'll add things and I might add them straight to the folder or make my own new folders on, with categories. And some of the, those little category folders would be referring to things that eventually got cut out of the script. I think oh, there was, okay. or like things that were changed drastically, like maybe a house became a car as a broad concept. Um, but I, I would still have like a folder full of specific houses that I remember, but aren't in the book at all. Right. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. I, I loved reading about like all the references. Like, I guess, you know, we talked about those Sears houses and you mentioned that the Taggart house is a real place and, you know, Dell's yeah. jacket is, is a real jacket and, um, you know, all these kinds of, I was trying to, I was finding the car that, uh, yeah. you found Greta a car. Dropped. Yeah. I yes. actually don't know if I was basing it on a specific car, but you found one. <laughs> so yes, it looks very much like the nineteen. It looks similar, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. very much like the nineteen nineteen Rolls Royce Silver Ghost, which we were all very delighted that it's called the Silver Ghost. And, <laughs> and so yes. anyway, yeah, I put a side by side comparison. It looked very cool. Yeah, yeah. so um, I loved hearing about all those details. Um, and you have mentioned in other interviews that you love historical fiction, which I also love. Jazz yes, we do. Um, yeah. I, I really enjoy that. Can you talk a little bit more about your research process in terms of pulling all those sources together? Who should take this one? <laughs> um, <laughs> We're both big fans of historical fiction is the thing. I'd say that I'm a fan of historical fiction, but I think the truth is that I'm a fan of old books. So like, yeah. I just, yeah. I really love books from the 1800s, obviously like Jane Austen and, I read Middlemarch during the pandemic and it just blew my mind to pieces. Oh, wow. I just love that, that time period, the, the 1800s and the, I guess that might've been the 1700s. In any case, that whole period when the world is sort of becoming modern is yeah. really interesting to me. And I feel like there are a lot of um, parallels to be drawn between then and now. Like I feel yeah, like we're, definitely. we're in this age where we're sort of like grappling with, technology yeah. in a similar way as as folks were in the past and oh yeah also with like gender roles and all of that stuff like we're still dealing with these same issues just in different ways and right um so yeah i think that's the why. salt water has different forms now yeah 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 i also love old books <laughs> <laughs> I specifically, I love like going to used bookstores and finding books that are like a hundred years old. Yeah. And I think, hope you nice. sent me a couple as yes. like oh, style cool. reference for the art because they were like children's books with children's ink drawing. Um, awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah. They were really great sources of inspiration and just like energy because I wanted the book to sort of have that energy of an old book. It does feel there's like There's a lot that. of it. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of it that, that definitely does. There, a lot of it kind of reminds me of the color kittens. That's not an old book, but it has that style kind of a little bit Ooh, of like this? the color sub. Is this a picture yeah, book? It's, yeah, it's a picture book from when I was very young. I still have it. It's a little. Yes. Are you Googling this? I, oh, I know exactly what book you're talking this sounds, about. Yes. This sounds wow. very familiar. I'm going to have yes. to Google it too now. It was, it was there like were so many books in this style. Yeah, it was like my favorite book uh, as a kid. 
the illustration team. They, oh my they gosh, do. I had this too. Right? Whoa. This oh, is right? gold <laughs> spine. Oh my gold gosh. foil spine. Yes, yes. Oh, I have to get this for my kid. She's going to it. so good. So Look cute. at these illustrations. Uh, the illustrations are amazing. Oh my gosh. I love that style so much. And it really oh, evokes. Is Margaret Wise Brown? Get out. Yeah, is, is this one of those? Oh, I love this. Everybody like can post their, it, let's all post pictures with our uh, Color Kittens been... books or whatever. We'll do that later. Um, or any of the like other ones of... that had this gold spine. There were so yes. many, yeah. right? A lot of them are really bad. A lot of them don't hold up. <laughs> I only have golden memories of reading them 30 years I ago. Know. So. Don't go back to all of them. A lot of them do not hold up at all. Some of them are okay. no good. Okay. Color Kittens is kind of an outlier. Like it's one of the best ones, I think. And I still I still have my copy. It's in it's actually in my night table drawer. Oh, I have it right there. That's really cute. If y'all this book really evokes a lot of but it kind of made me think of that. Yeah. And yeah. it's very, um, yeah. I've, I think it's interesting that everybody draws it towards like what, it, what they remember yeah. Yeah. as their like whatever fairy tale they liked. I, I think like oh, so gosh, many Oh gosh, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Cause it does have that. It, it uh, we were talking about, um, is there a word for nostalgia for a place you've never been? Cause that's kind of like what this book made yes. us all feel. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and, and Mark actually. Mark Fidel said, <laughs> I, I never did find a word meaning nostalgia for something that hasn't happened yet, but I did find the German word. Fernwe, which is a feeling of homesickness for a place you've never been to. There you go. Of yes. course, the Germans would have a word for that. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Fernwe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I am. Really I am. Good. I think I brought that up. Did I? Oh, okay. So yeah. I, yeah. yeah it was, was probably. My, yeah. He was helping me try and find that word. Yeah. But exactly, I don't think it's a yes. word that exists. <laughs> but there should be a word for that because this book really brings that across. It's. It's. Everyone is able to filter their own. Yeah. Nostalgia or their own yeah. baggage or their own whatever it exactly. is through this story and you know it's 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 really right the way a fairy tale should be absolutely yeah. and it's but it's so powerful because it also gets rid of a lot of the problems i have with a lot of fairy tales oh yeah like what i have to rescue a princess or whatever uh -huh. it is a lot of fairy tales are a little bit i hate to use the word problematic but a lot of them uh -huh. are and so <laughs> it's one of those things that you're kind of like, well, this would be a great story if it weren't for this, but there's none of that in here. And I love that. I can just hand this to my niece and be like, read this. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. nothing wrong with it. It's incredible all the way around. And <laughs> right, I but just... it's not morally perfect either. No, no, like, but yeah. that's fine. That's not what I'm looking for. I, I'm What I'm saying is, right, you know, but you can hand yeah. it to someone because you know, like yes. you can find your thing in this. Well, yeah. there are morally incorrect things are not presented as yeah. being the way that things should be, which is why yes. I guess what I'm getting at. Like this is, you have to make up your own mind about the decisions that you make and you have to make up your own mind about how you feel about these people. And you're given the breathing room to do that. And I can hand this to someone and be like, this is great. Like, 10 out of 10 no notes please read this and, and not, <laughs> there's none of like if you ignore the part where people are very questionable then it'll be a good story right, there's right. nothing like that at all and so i feel like this is that top tier story that you're looking for when you say hey do you have any book recommendations for my 10 year old kid yeah do you have yeah. any book recommendations for a 30 something year old who's trying to you know like get back into <laughs> fantasy stories like it's just anyone can yeah. read this and get something really valuable out of it that's such a wonderful thing to say that's it's really nice to hear that yeah thank you so much i think that probably also has to do with it being a comic because oh yeah there's a lot that is necessarily left out because you just yeah. don't have the space for 
everything that could be in the book if it was prose. Yeah. And you're sure. not really as inside the protagonist's head as you would be if it was prose. And so there's a visual language to it. Yeah, well, it's easier to, I think, just like emotionally connect and oh, to yeah. like put yourself into the character in a way. Does that make sense? To empathize. Yeah. 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 yeah that is an integral power of comics. Well, when you mention emotions, um, the visual like emotional language of the book is so compelling. John was bringing it up and Aubrey as well a lot while we were reading it is the colors yeah, and all of that. Is that a, t- is oh, that yeah. a, a team effort or was that? Oh, oh no. That, that's all oh, okay. Rebecca. That's, that's me um, going crazy. Um, <laughs> I, I loved your discussion of the colors. Uh, it made me so happy because I do think about these things and I was deliberate in the way, the areas that I left color out and I tried to simplify it down. And I wanted to mention what inspired that. And you mentioned this too, that it felt retro. Um, and it was very much like retro newspaper and um, yeah, like old serial comics. The, the, the very simple way that they were always colored because they had yeah. to use a very small amount of color to oh, convey yeah. the yeah. story. Well, sometimes a limited palette can, be, can work in your favor though. And I think here really, really Absolutely. Does. Yeah, and it's fun to be able to go from full color into something more stylistic because you do get to play with heightening emotions. When you when that happens, you know that the the feelings are high. Um and you're evoking a mood more than you're telling us what color every piece of this character is. Yeah, yeah right. Yes. Yeah. I, I know that there's a term mood. for this and I cannot think for the life of me what it is. You're right. But I can't uh, either. sort of subjective color coloring kittens. but i don't think that's it color kittens all color kittens. yeah <laughs> yeah color kittens will tell us yeah. yeah no uh but i i appreciate that you went with your gut and didn't like you said like try to you know color so- like sometimes things don't need to be colored realistically sometimes it it needs to be that yeah the, it's a comic the, book it's yeah the emotions are whatever rather than yeah exactly it's not it's not a film it's um and even film you know stylizes color for intent uh in the same way but it's something uh, it's very special to comics and you know it's also faster (laughs) to to just sort of (laughs) put a wash over a panel so that was the second the second secret don't don't give them the secret (laughs) 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 because i was trying to color very fast it ends up being very cinematic. Yeah, absolutely. We yeah, did that. talk about those Wild West scenes, right? While oh, she's yeah. just out there mm-hmm. writing. Oh, yeah. And know, there's a I... specific old comic that's a Western that I was pulling tons of Ooh. color and scenery reference from. It's the Blueberry series by Moebius. Okay. Oh, okay. Wow. From like okay. the 70s, 80s into 90s, I think. Yeah. That oh, is wow. so cool. Yeah. Huge we'll fan, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Of, yeah. Awesome. Um, I mean, like story-wise, they're I I wouldn't recommend them, but the art is so good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were really impressed by those scenes, and you did mention like cinematography, like those those scenes did feel very very cinematic. Do you think about it in terms of cinematography? I guess when you're laying those out, or is it more um, just for those Wild West scenes? I guess I'm always trying to think of the story not as a film exactly but as a series of shots or sort of a moving like a living story Um, and sometimes that becomes very cinematic when again you want to emphasize the drama of the moment and sometimes it pulls out of cinema and I think I I think about comics like plays like acts of plays a lot as well and so you want everything to be staged a certain way and you want to move the viewer around 
um, or light things dramatically to, you know, move the story along? Yeah, I I know I can definitely say that I think about, um, I think about film a lot when I'm scripting, just like your basic cinematography type stuff, like establishing, and then you just sort of like gradually move in. And I, I don't think I do it. Well, I feel like I tried to pull back a bit for for the script since you didn't really need it but um a lot of the time when I'm scripting I'll put like over the shoulder of of whoever on so-and-so stuff like that yeah even in this one you'll you sort of go between very specific and more loose which is really fun as an artist to be able to go from okay this is exactly what it needs to be to do whatever you want yeah yeah I tried to like, I generally when I'm scripting for other people, I just try and like get something on the page that will give you a visual idea of what I'm imagining and you can, mm-hmm. you can take it or leave it, you know? Yeah. And it's very, it's a very good place to start. Yeah. It's good to have structure a lot of times, but then sometimes you want to be able to just go yeah. wild. And so it's, it's nice to hear that that's, that's the, there's kind of a loosey goosey-ness yeah. to it at times. That's good. Hope yeah. I, I was wondering what um what your process is in in writing and in, in putting the script together. Uh, I am an outliner, so usually what I do is I start with okay. a short outline and go through that with my editor and expand into a longer outline, and then from there I go into the script, and then that gets edited a whole bunch of times and sort of like honed, and um I write I write full scripts, so this the script is broken down into um, pages and panels and that is helpful because you need to know how long the book's going to be especially for a book publisher (laughs) you know (laughs) like you don't have infinite pages (laughs) so you'd be like well it's 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 gonna be i'm not sure (laughs) i think the book kept getting longer actually right (laughs) yeah yeah we added i think two or three pages yeah. Of just art. Yeah, yeah, I did read that you asked for that third party scene, Rebecca, to be a double, yeah. a double, and we were very thankful for that oh, as yeah. well. What other pages were added? Um, yeah, that one was a half page like panel, and then there were two panels below oh, it, and no. I pulled that one out to a double page spread, and then I put those two panels yeah. on the following page. And the other scene that I asked to expand that I remember is the dream sequence where Von mm-hmm. Seal goes into the forest. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. was two oh. pages. What the the sort of first okay. part was two pages, and I pulled it out to four, and I showed Hope the the thumbnail, and I said, "Can I can we like pull this out a bit?" And because I added them at two pages at a time, I figured everything out. It was a little easier for the publisher to say, "Okay, sure, there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the trick." Oh, that's one of my favorite sequences uh, with um, yeah. Boncio. It's really good. Yeah, I, I did want to talk about um, the fantasy part. I, I think I did read in another interview, Rebecca, that this was your first fantasy book. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, the other two books that I've done, I've done with Hope, and they're both historical fiction, but no fantasy okay. elements involved. Yeah, this is my first fantasy as well, and probably my last one. Oh, really? But, uh, <laughs> oh, not, really? Not, nothing against fantasy, but right. um, it's hard to right. sell. Mm. It's hard oh, to sell. I so I, okay. I, I think, like, to a publisher. Right. Okay. Yeah, publishers are real squirrely about fantasy. For sure. Really? That is shocking That's to interesting. me. Because but, I would have thought... With yeah. the incredible franchise success of so many fantasy, <laughs> exactly, you would think properties yeah. that this would be something people would be like, yeah, give me another yeah. one, give, give me more one. of these give that us... we can build something on. Yeah. Like you would think they'd be yeah. itching for something like that. 
that's, that's, that's why really, that's yeah. like that's what yeah. i grew up reading and it's, yeah. it's something i love but it's like its own it's so um, rich genre and, and if yeah. you're writing like middle grade comics generally people want middle want school. slice of life yeah. that's right I and mean, nothing against that that stuff is great too but yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what people want <laughs> i mean i just remember being a teen and hating or like a middle schooler and hating any kind of like set in the real world yeah, content yeah of any right. kind same. Me too. Same. <laughs> I w- I said this on the when we when we read the book. I was like, I wish, I wish I could have read this as a little girl. I wish I could have read this as a kid. I, yeah. Reading it now, obviously, is still. Yeah. It's so. Yeah. It's been so valuable to me, and I've been able to like process through much so much through it, and it's just and just enjoy it at face value. It's so beautiful, and the story is amazing, and the art is amazing, and it's like obviously I do very much enjoy it as an adult, but. I wish I'd had this book as a kid, man. Like that's. Oh, thank you. I, I find it incredible that I think a lot of us publishers like that. wouldn't yeah. want. Yeah, I hope more that of this. some young kid, you know, is reading it now and gets something out of it. Oh, yeah. you better believe it. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, my niece is reading it because we, ah, yeah, we, we sent made her, her copy. We have to read this right now. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but I did want to talk about the the use of magic because I, I think that's interesting that it was both of uh, both of you uh, first time doing a fantasy book. Because I felt like the magic was very kind of grounded. Um, You know, there wasn't, uh, there was definitely magic elements, but like the magic itself looks like these little ribbons or little stars. Oh, yeah. The wind talks, you know, that's a magical element. The sugar crystals being formed is like something that's based on like something that you can actually do. It's very visual. Like science, yeah. Yeah. Greta has the the salt diamond eyes. You know, she's got that motif going on. I just thought that was really interesting. Were those decisions like a collaborative effort on how to depict the magic in this universe? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it was some of it was was definitely um, coming from hope, coming from the script, and then some of it were little ideas that I I peppered in there. Yeah, I think like I just I felt very embarrassed writing the magic stuff when I was writing really? it. I I feel huh. like I just felt like out of my element, and I felt silly. And really, I hate to feel silly <laughs> oh my gosh. it doesn't come way. across as silly at all like it's not how or like it, it was it was definitely outside of a comfort zone yeah right, okay. and magic right. is hard to write without like sort of a basis to start from we weren't starting from like a harry potter type of magic system or no you thankfully know, a not. merlin yeah. type it was a new it was a totally new um proposal right so right, i feel like yeah. I, I threw a lot of that onto you rebecca to sort of like Right, it, really, it was, yeah, the visual part. Realize it. Well, it's very organic, which I appreciate. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I think when you talked about it, I, I think it was Mark um, mentioned that like the little word bubbles that the sugar witch is. Yeah, yes. we all love that. Yeah, he picked up on that. It was molecules. Then that was the uh-huh. I, that was my intent that she speaks in this language uh-huh. that looks like molecules forming. And in the script, hope you did say like she speaks in like an unreadable language that doesn't exist anywhere oh, love that cool. yeah. love. it was up to me to come up with it yeah you, hit it yeah, you made it yeah. you made it actually work <laughs> right i was just trying to pull it down into something grounded in my research because that's what i always do if i if i'm doing some kind of um like imagined world or house or anything i just yeah. I try to find a reference and tie it to that yeah yeah i think that 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 really makes it flow so well and it's it makes it it feels organic it's not like well this is how magic works and right. i'm gonna explain it like it's not any of that she's just like step step back if you could i'm gonna do this yeah now. and it's it's just really yeah, puts yeah. you right there front it's just yeah. oh, it's really engaging yeah i think like part of what put me off kilter about it was that in the past 
every time that I've written something like for TV or for, or like, you know, like pitched something for TV that had a magical element in it, people just get real interested in like, what are the rules? What are the rules? And I just, oh, yeah. it's That's so everyone's critique. stressful. And I, I hate it. I like, I don't care about the rules. You know, no, I mean, yeah, like, I, magic. Yeah, Can no, it just I, be magic? Absolutely. Yeah. It's preferable yeah. for it to be vague. It's preferable for it yeah. to be vague because that's what magic yeah. is. It's elusive. It's, it's, it's supposed to be something that makes you feel wonder and awe and a little bit, a little bit scared and a little bit excited and a little bit like fascinated all at once. And, and yeah, if you explained everything that would make it, much less magical, I yeah. think, because yeah. it's it's inex it's unexplainable. It's it's that's the magic that's part of it is that functions like as driving the yeah. plot forward. So it just it needs to sort of be that tool in the moment of the story. Yeah, you yeah. manage to make it something that the reader feels internally and is able to just kind of connect to and move forward with the story, as opposed to I need to know every single rule of this. Like that's so boring. I, I love that it's left up to us to kind of you know yeah. sort of just feel it and interpret it as we will oh, thank and, you and, yeah and I, I got around. definitely a lot of notes from our editor about like I don't understand how this works <laughs> why is this doing that and I definitely <laughs> back on a lot of those like I love oh, Margaret oh. Ferguson our editor is, is amazing um and yeah, she and always those are good asks, questions <laughs> yes she asks the literal <laughs> question and it's good to be asked so you can think about it and take it or leave it and I think yeah. like the magic stuff, generally I take her notes because they're generally, if of she's course, giving yeah. me a note, then something's not working. She's doing it for or I need to think about something a little more. But with that stuff, I, I think I just felt like I'm going to go my own way with this. Yeah. If there's a reason for it, <laughs> right. it makes you think about why you're making this decision. And if you still agree with your own decision at the end of that, so much the better. I mean, like if Von Seal is out of her element, out of her depth. She's experiencing something that's, you know, very new to her. And we're experiencing that with her. We're going on that journey too. And yeah. so we're not going to know every single thing about that either. That's part of the mystery. That's part of the magic of that world. And that's, it's better that it's left a little bit vague. And you can like, yeah. we talked about before. It evokes like a dream place. It evokes yeah. a dream place. Exactly. You can't wake up and be like, I know everything that, what that dream meant. I know everything about it. No, but it gives you inspiration. So kids can read this and yeah. be like, Oh, what if I was playing in the backyard and what kind of magic would I do? Mud magic, you know, like whatever. <laughs> oh. And so it's it's like that. Like that's that's yeah. great. That'd be cool. Yeah. Mud magic sounds awesome. It is. I awesome. know. <laughs> that's the kind of magic my kid does for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Mud potions. <laughs> Rebecca, you mentioned uh, in a previous interview liking kind of like kids' comics and cartoons. I was wondering if you had any favorites that you wanted to share or any specific inspirations like in terms of putting this book together? I guess you've already named a couple. I mean, my list of inspirations and, and touch points is very long. Um, I pulled basically <laughs> everything I was interested in in some form into the book. And then a few things I had no idea about, like horses, I now love <laughs> because they're so Right, beautiful. and I, I remember being like, oh, she's a horse girl. But you were like, <laughs> no, actually. <laughs> Which is so interesting to me. I think but that's so I cool did make this, this book, book for horse girls. Ah, there excellent. You go. Yes, I put that horse on the cover on purpose. <laughs> you got, I'm going to get that horse girl demographic. Yeah. I, I see you. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, I was thinking of the like 
the cloud of grumpiness that trails over von seal's Aww. head oh, you know yeah. the, the that oh, felt that very like animated thing i love the grumpy cloud like you can never go wrong with a grumpy cloud yeah i definitely <laughs> read tons of just any comic strip like the sunday comic strips um that i could get my hands on and that probably still carries into what i do and also archie comics i read mm-hmm. probably a million archie comics and i think a lot of the like slapstick and those little like visual motifs I pull from Archie in a way that I don't okay. think about because it's just there. That's how I learned what comics are. Awesome. Nice. Um, yeah, like manga. Archie and manga. Yeah. yeah. If the two okay. could combine. <laughs> yes. Very good. We've got that right here. We've got an example of what um, that would look like. I hope so. We haven't talked about D as much, but God, we loved that character. Oh, yeah. I think like visually we loved that character and her whole attitude. And she does have... Uh, I think a very interesting arc in the second half of the book, because when we first meet her, she's like ordering Von Seal around. And then the second time Von Seal is ordering her around. Mm -hmm. And then we have when then she shows up in the epilogue. And that is such a nice wrap up, you know, as like she's matured. And then we meet the the little bean, violet jelly bean, violet jelly bean, jelly bean. Um, Can you talk a little bit about the the epilogue? Because that could have been the that could have been the end of the book, but it wasn't. It wasn't the end of the book. There was more. I love an appropriate denouement. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I did read that you guys like were going back and forth on the ending. You know, I think uh, our our listeners at this point have have read the book. I was wondering if you could talk about what some of those discussions were like, or you know, kind of putting that together because I think it was it was very affecting. I think it that's one of the things that has resonated with so many of our listeners. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So. I actually don't think that in the broad strokes, the ending changed. Yeah, there was mostly the general feel of what it is was there in the beginning. There was always like a little like in scene like that. Yeah. And the thing that we we kept like sort of like going back and forth on and and honing was how much to show and just the specific details and how much to background information and what needed to be there because it's such a delicate scene the whole thing mm-hmm. and there's yeah. so the the art does so much heavy lifting yeah it needed to look you all of that information needed to be carried in very few panels like that that sort of those last two panels that actually became like the last four panels that was the other thing i expanded that's right um, yeah i think i added a little panel oh. at the end the pacing um, is so beautiful the pacing the of that 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 scene it was our editor who asked if we could i i forget she, did she want to expand it did she or... want she wanted us to make it more specific or uh-huh. make it totally happy and not show von seal's um like body being wheeled out in the back it was right. one of the other yeah ones. and we yeah, wanted I to think... keep it ambiguous yeah i'm trying to think like what her notes were but I, I don't think that it isn't unhappy. No, I, I mean, don't think I think so. Oh, no, I think, it is... I think it's a happy oh, ending. Yeah. For exactly. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also, it it's okay. abrupt. Yeah. It sort yeah. of ends and you, you don't know what happened and you're sort of woken up from your dream at the end. And that was something I really liked right. about it from the beginning. Yeah. 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 I mean, for yeah. me, it's like, it's the happiest ending that I could have totally. ever given that character right? because I think that she's she's accomplished everything she wanted to in her life. She has yeah. this powerful relationship with her family and she's she's there with like with her her relatives on this vacation to somewhere amazing, which she always wanted to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. she's become the person that she wanted to that she realized she wanted to be 
over the course of the book. And that's really what the ending is for me. And then she gets to be with Greta at the end as well. That's right. Who she yeah. had this powerful yeah. connection with. Yeah. And that, that was great yeah. for me because I love Greta the character. Mm-hmm. And so she it, and everything comes full circle. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're going to like the big party after this. A big or that's right. Yeah, the, yeah. A fourth yeah. party. party. Yeah, fourth. there you go. That's right. That's, that's, that's we, right. We were we were missing that final double page splash at the end where they're all <laughs> uh, they're partying. <laughs> where, where's the clamhead guy? That's up to you. You all get to draw your favorite Easter eggs back in to the fourth party and send it to me. I, I, that's the pacing of it is so beautiful. And that, that, those, that ending, those, the, the last couple of pages there, the last couple of panels are, it is a happy ending to, it feels like it's wrapped up so well, like a, a, a proper ending. It, it, it's, it's a good come down. It's a good, like denouement. It's, it's a wonderful, we just had this big adventurous yeah. thing. And it's really, I felt emotionally like, that's exactly what it called for. That's exactly what was required because I just, you just like, you broke me down and then you're leaving me with this feeling of hope. Yeah. That's a good way to do it. And I, yeah, I appreciated that. I thought that was really well done. Yeah. Thank you. And I think also it's just like nice to see this character, an old person. Oh yeah. Yeah. She reflects Del. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. (laughs) Visually. I tried to make her look like Del. Um, as an old woman, oh, yeah. cute. I I felt oh, like a theme yeah. through the book also was like respect for elders and like uh, passing on those stories and sort of seeing right. yourself and your yeah. elders and having that connection. So, all of the old people characters in the book are my favorites. Yeah, I think seeing a, a child in their twilight years, like you, you you get a sense of like, look, I got so much time on this earth. I got to get going. I got to go do what makes me happy. Like yeah. the way that Von yeah. Seal did. And I think that that's, you can't, you got to be brave. You got to have some courage. You got to get out there. And yeah. especially in a time like this, where everyone's feeling a little bit like they've been losing some time. Yeah. they mm-hmm. Everyone lost two Oof. years. Yeah. yeah. What a yeah. fantastic <laughs> story to kind yeah. of bring you back to life and back into the world and give you that. You, you tackle these really, really <clears throat> intense themes of like, look, we get we get this life and then at the end of it what's gonna you know are you gonna look back and think yeah i did i did all the things i wanted to try and do or like you know what are you gonna be thinking of and so there's that shot of her where she says i think uh you know life is made all the sweeter for it when you are thinking about um about losing someone or about about death or about whatever those those really heavy topics grief exactly and you're like look everyone's gonna experience that Mm -hmm. everyone's gonna experience that at some point but life is made sweeter for it because you know that you get this precious time with someone and that's it. And so like tackling such intense, it sounds like it would be so complicated and so difficult, but y'all make it look so easy. Yeah. It's really incredible. Really nice. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yeah, thanks. It definitely like, I think it's a book that came from the heart in just a lot of ways and definitely it's like apparent. It's apparent. a lot of my own personal trauma and my own personal struggles went into it on an emotional level. Yeah. And I think like a lot of us, like, um, we've got a lot of our listeners, you know, we mostly cover like Hellboy comics and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Or whatever. And so a lot of our listeners are like, I think a lot of us are, are reading this and reflecting on it and just getting a lot out of it, even though we're maybe yeah. we're not the intended audience for it. But um, it still really impacts us on that level. You had we- mentioned you had mentioned like you're kind of processing your tr- your trauma through the story. I like and there was another interview that y'all done where um, you'd mentioned something like. 
um, that middle school was not a fun time. Oh, yeah. I mean, it definitely wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I had but, an awful yeah. middle school experience, yeah. a horrible, Same. horrible middle school experience. And there's so many people like Aubrey's like sitting here like, yeah, nodding his head. There's so many people who have had a similar experience. And I, I think that that's, again, that's what makes it so easy to relate to right. is that no matter what age you are, you're going to get something out of a story like this where right. it's like, yeah. you know, and I think that that's, you've taken that and you've had an impact on a positive impact on other people. And you've, you've taken that and turned that into this. I mean, how incredible. That's always the dream that people will get something out of it and get some catharsis yeah. from it, you know? And we're also, we're adults making the book. I mean, and yeah. it is for, for kids, but yeah. we're definitely bringing a lot of our feelings and, and our experiences into these characters uh, mm-hmm. and into the into the world so yeah, i think it makes yeah. sense and i i would hope that it also is something enjoyable for any age yeah for me like the the sacrifice was she's losing the two years and it's not going to be two of the years at the end but it's going to be like these years that are rich in life but then yeah. at the end we do see that like she had a rich life throughout like yeah it, i yeah. love that you picked it, that it out. wasn't that that wasn't the case um, that was something that that's what resonated with me. Yes. I was like, yeah, uh, I really felt that. And, and, and I pulled Loss that doesn't have to be the end. Exactly. You know what I mean? I, I'm going to, she says, uh, and I won't waste another day. And so we definitely, you know, see that. Right. Like yeah. committing to like, look, this has already happened, but I, I can't, I could either keep wasting yeah. my days or I could try and yeah. get up today and do something today. Yeah. Like that's that I'm sure that a lot of people are yeah. really feeling that right now. Oh, yeah, definitely. Sure. Yeah, it's funny how it all sort of it worked out to be very relevant to the exact time we released it. Yeah, it's pretty wild, honestly. The world That's needed little... the universe needed the story. Yes, exactly. It was magic. I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is though. Cre- I mean, it, you created something. Yes, yeah. That's we we talk about that a lot. Like you're like I know it's you're joking, but we 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 believe in yeah. that. We believe whether that's music or art or stories or anything like that. Yeah. That's magic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You mentioned this now, but you also mentioned it earlier that it has like there's like something the the fairy tale power of of sort of like helping you find your way like at any age. Um and also mm-hmm. like fairy tales that are problematic or like the classic ones, but actually there was a book that I found very influential when I was working on the research for this that it has to do with that. Ooh. Um, called Women Who Run With the Wolves. And it's basically a feminist spin on most like common fairy tales and sort of a reinterpretation of them. Um, But the theme throughout was this like mythic woman or this uh, like wild woman. Sure. Who is sometimes portrayed as a witch and sometimes that witch Mm. is bad, but sometimes that witch is powerful and good and or or ambiguous. Um, And so I thought about that archetype a lot with Oh, the witch beautiful. characters. I think you brought this book up before. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. I should read this book. And then I promptly did not remember <laughs> I or do anything. And now I need to it's write a, it down. It's a bit of a textbook. I definitely recommend reading at least the first chapter about Bluebeard. It's a, okay. It gives you oh, wow. a lot of yeah. interesting thought provokers danielle's doing the jack nicholson gif i am like, doing yes that. yes <laughs> you talked about like you warm you 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 gave me a little bit you were like well you know there's some of our characters are not all well that there is obviously nuance is good you yeah. want nuanced characters yes. in, in a yeah. story there, that's what no i'm talking villains. about i'm talking about no i'm talking about the story set up as like it's 
it's good and normal that things are like this as opposed to you guys are like, well, everyone's their own complicated person. You know, it's, it's, you have to have flaws and you have to be well-rounded. Like that's, that's obviously yeah. what you want in a story. Right. Like makes actual classic to. fairy tales where yes, yeah. even the villain sometimes was the one who gave you the moral lesson. Right. right. And there's, there's a difference I think between everything through the lens of this, like it's good and proper that women are in their place, et cetera, or whatever. Like the lesson being like, ah, she shouldn't have, she shouldn't have gone <laughs> on an adventure. She, she learned her lesson, you know, as opposed to that, like, well, people are nuanced and like what you, someone you think might, they're not, no one's all bad and no one's all good. Mm -hmm. You have to kind yeah. of find your way. Yeah. And, you know, I think that that's obviously what I, took from this story and what a lot of people seem to be taking from the story is that like it's it's presented in a very even-handed manner um greta's whole character kind of unwraps right where yeah. we, we think of her as the villain but then as we learn more about her and her circumstances yeah and she starts out as an archetype too and she becomes mm. more of a like a real character or like she she yeah. starts out as von seal's fantasy yeah like at the end are they still on the honeymoon like uh, that many years later <laughs> like are they still having the party you know where's the did d ever get invited to the party ever again or, <laughs> or what happened with that we that's what we want to know oh my gosh i yes. think they're still on their honeymoon for sure yes <laughs> <laughs> always if you're immortal what are five years yeah I mean, yeah. yeah well yeah well way more than that but uh kind of uh wrapping up here um rebecca i did want to mention your patreon because when I got to the end of this book, I was like, I wish this had a sketchbook section because oh, like yeah. when we read That's like right. sometimes when we read like trade paperbacks and stuff like that, they'll have like the little behind the scenes stuff. But if you uh, if you get on your Patreon, you have a ton of behind the scenes character designs and stuff like that. Um, your page layouts and your process. So all that stuff is available. So I did want to shout that out because um, that's a great resource. I we think. love stuff like that. Yeah, we yeah. we live for Thank all the Thank you for the shout the out. Yeah, so there's a lot. That's really cool. Definitely of like sketches for a lot of the pages and things um, and my notes. Oh, nice. Was there anything else that we haven't? Well, I do remember one thing we haven't discussed. Uh, um, Hope, we don't know what your favorite jam is yet. <gasps> oh, no. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I like apricot a lot. That's kind of boring, but <laughs> wow! Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, that's that's my fave too. Oh, two it? for two. Nice. Yeah, is it, is it the Trader Joe's brand apricot jam? Because that's what I usually oh. get. Oh wow! No, I I am not even that specific. Just any apricot jam, I'm okay. happy. With, but now I'm gonna go I try do that like one. Apricot. Yeah, I don't oh, like man. the seedy ones. I don't like a raspberry. Oh, I see. Uh, okay. Yeah. Because it's full of seeds. I like a marmalade sometimes. All right. I love there a marmalade. Yeah. <laughs> Orange <laughs> marmalade. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for <laughs> indulging us. Inquiring minds wanted to know. Yeah. Uh, also, um, I guess kind of wrapping up. Is there anything that we haven't discussed or any like future projects that you all want to plug or talk about? I don't have anything to promote except uh, if anyone is going to be at TCAF this weekend. Um, to visit the Bulgill Hand table, which I believe is table 110. And that table will have a little preview okay. of something that is not announced yet that I'm doing. Ooh, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Keeping our ears That's exciting. That we one. got That's very exciting. excited by that. Yes, Excellent. Very good. Thank you. I had a, another book come out earlier this year, All My Friends, which is the third in Eagle Rock trilogy. That's a, that is yeah. your classic slice of life contemporary middle grade book. And okay. then right bands. now I'm, but with rock bands right now, I'm in the thick of um, doing the art for my next book, which is going to be called be that way. And it is, I think going to be out 
not this fall, next fall. And it's a YA hybrid book um, that is, it's set in Asheville in the 90s and it's diary format. Oh, um, I'm very excited about it. <laughs> oh my god! I love the 90s. So, yeah. We love a That's diary brilliant. format also. Yeah, yeah. Yes, this sure, was yeah. nominated for an Eisner. Yeah. So yeah. can you tell us a little yeah. bit about like um, what that was like? How, how do you find out about that? And what was your reaction? What's going or, through your what, mind? What was I, mean, you guys, yeah. I was super psyched. I think our publisher let us know, but I can't remember. Somebody emailed. Yeah, they let us know a, a bit before. Before they nice. announce it, they, they sure, have yeah. the information. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was a big surprise. Um, but also, I was just really chuffed because I got to like. Were you surprised uh, by that? I sort of forgot. Yeah. <laughs> and when so when it came up in in the inbox, it was I was like, oh, I guess today is going to be a great day. I guess I'm just going to ah. be happy for the rest of today. This <laughs> <laughs> oh. is well deserved yeah. nomination. I mean, and, this is and uh, and and Mark had recommended it to me, and so we read it, and we had no idea that that was going to happen. It like coincided. Yeah, the no, same this is really good timing because I I'm just like all excited about it again, and you're also talking about it. Really cool. So yeah, congratulations, yes. and uh, we're definitely rooting for you guys. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, when are the Eisners? Is that when are, are the they Eisners? August this year? Oh, I was going to ask you. Uh, July, July or August? I don't know. If anyone, so. on I think it's August. Know, I will not be there. Be you guys. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll be busy. Thanks for voting. If you voted for us, yeah, thank you. I did have a question for you. Um, I was talking with um, with my sister in laws last night, and uh, they both really enjoyed the book. Well, okay, my one of my sister in laws, she she checked it out at the library, and she really enjoyed it, and she rec- she read it because of our podcast. But then my other sister in law, she was wondering. Um, do you have a preferred vendor where you like to buy, where you want people to buy the book from? Cause like she really doesn't like to buy stuff from like the big chains or anything like that. Yeah. So, like, like any, okay. any indie bookstore, they can order okay. it for you or yeah, whatever um, local bookstore is yeah. nearest to you. And you can find them on IndieBound. Is that right? Or is yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, IndieBound, you can find a local bookstore. I like to always plug my local bookstore, which is Malaprops. Um, okay. I think they're nice. just Malaprops dot com or malpropsbooks.com and it's great because you can order through their website just like amazon except you're ordering through an indie bookstore website yes. which is obviously preferable. yeah yeah and they may That's even have signed copies still so Ooh. i want to sign yeah, copies. yeah so i'll i'll put all the links in the show notes to the bookstore and to rebecca your patreon i gotta uh i gotta ask um is there anything that you wish people would ask you about this book is there anything like that no one ever brings this up well i really would like to talk about the no one ever asks me about this i put that in there and no one even noticed is there anything like that oh i had a thing i wanted to say thank you for pointing it out oh was the snakes in dell's house because he likes snakes so when he meets the snake lady he likes her Mm -hmm. she's a snake yes and and i didn't even catch that because mark was like oh notice the snake picture and i'd already read the whole thing yeah it's sort of meant to be a a second read thing yeah yeah it was definitely it caught me on the second time i was like wow that is there's snakes all throughout the story yeah yeah oh yeah it's like a theme oh it's almost (laughs) like like snakes snakes are cool Snakes are very cool i honestly i can't think of anything i feel like people have picked up on so much that I uh, I'm very I'm very happy with with what people are getting out of it. 
So no, I feel I feel content. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Excellent. Yeah, you you both you all uh, brought up like some excellent details in both of your read-alongs. So uh, thank you. Excellent. Yeah, we really enjoyed it. And um, now that we've now that we know both of your favorite jams is Africot, then like now now all the questions have been answered about this book. <laughs> all that, the mysteries right. have been solved. <laughs> all the mysteries yeah. have been solved. Excellent. Well, uh, thank you so much. We've gone a little bit on over on time, so I, I really appreciate, we appreciate your you time. Us, yeah, yeah, yes. and being so cool on social media and everything, I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas. I'm a color kitten. I'm Hope Larson, <laughs> and I'm Rebecca Mock. And I'm Aubrey Lovelace saying, "I'm a sugar witch, not uh. a salt witch." <laughs> there you go. And he disappeared up a flight of stairs. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Oh, no, Aubrey's <laughs> gone now.